Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, the Dance Scientist, and the Dance Science Podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized. Thank you for being here today, and please enjoy this episode. All right, everyone, it's time to get right into it. Again, I thank you for being here with me today. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about making injury prevention simple, okay? The first thing that I want to note here is, yes, of course, we are not medical doctors, okay? But there's actually a lot that's directly within our control as dance educators. So I'm going to be keeping it simple today, and I'm really, really excited to have you here with me. All right, everyone, the first thing we're going to be talking about here is, again, just a lot of basic information so we can slowly start to peel back the layers of the onion here, okay? One of the first things that we want to really consider here is that we're when we're talking about injury prevention, okay, we need to really be aware that dance educators are really the role models, okay? They're in powerful positions, and then they really are the authoritative figures in this situation, okay? So we hold so much power just as dance educators, okay? Now, I also want to make another side of the coin also equally as clear, okay? Yes, we are not medical doctors, okay? And it's actually important that we don't try to act like we're medical doctors, and we're going to get into that a little bit more later in this episode, Another thing I want to make clear is that if you're interested in any of this information, all of this information is more detailed in my Injury Prevention 101 principle that I sell on my website. Again, I will also get into that more in this episode. So now we've given some general information on why this topic is so important. Now let's get into the fact that dance is intense, okay? When we're talking about how dancers train, Remember, they tend to overtrain, okay? And they're really, really good at ignoring the warning signals that their bodies are sending them, okay? So if we're not teaching them to be aware of those signals and to listen to those signals, then they're probably not going to listen to those signals, okay? Remember, because we are in the positions of authority and we are like the role models to them. Another thing I want to know is that in class, dancers will perform approximately 200 jumps, and some of those jumps will cause forces as high as 12 times body weight on the performer, okay? So just putting out some things here that we need to understand how intense dance is, okay? Another thing to note here is that dancers are artistic athletes, right? because we're blending the artistry and we're blending the athleticism, right? Their movements require above average strength, flexibility, coordination, and even concentration. The last thing we're going to note here about the intensity of dance is that the demands have actually increased in the past 60 years, okay? So now we have these 21st century choreographers requiring even more tricks pirouettes and splits, okay? You can agree with the tricks and the acro or not. It really doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is the new demands are here, okay? 
This means that even for ballet, modern, and contemporary dancers, their demands have intensified, okay? And what this means is that we really need to be incorporating more modern conditioning approaches to meet these new demands. Now, what do you think happens as a result of these high demands and as a result of dancers not being great at listening to these warning signs, right? Well, what happens is that we have a high rate of injury, okay? Some studies have reported even as high as 95% of dancers in one single season, okay? And we know that most of dance injuries do occur in the lower extremities, especially to the foot and ankle. So something that I learned in my training that really, really helped to kind of solidify pain and injury in the first place for me was when I heard it being referred to as the body is sort of whispering to you at first, okay? So when you're first feeling pain, um, you know, obviously we know that it's a physiological response, okay? And so when we're feeling pain, that's the body whispering to us. And when we ignore the whispering, especially over a long period of time, what it turns into is a yell and a scream, okay? And if we even ignore the yell and the scream, guess what? That's when an injury occurs, okay? So we really need to be considerate here of when dancers are starting to feel those pains and those warning signals, okay? One of the things that I really recommend here is using the time if a dancer does get injured as the time to focus on learning, okay? They really need to be taking this opportunity to learn about their own anatomy and about their own movement, science, and biomechanical principles as a way of cultivating a deeper mind-body connection for them. Because again, obviously they were ignoring the whispers to some extent and it turned into a yell. So this is a time where they really need to go back and they really need to we rewire, excuse me, a lot of those neuromuscular patterns. Now, when injuries occur, it's really important that dancers see dance medicine professionals, okay? And we're going to discuss exactly why this is important, okay? Now, we need to also realize here that dance medicine professionals have specialized training for dancers' unique movement demands, okay? Again, Dancers are artistic athletes. They're blending the art and they're blending the athleticism, okay? It's a unique, unique art form, okay? So if you choose to go to just a regular medical doctor, okay, they don't understand the art form. So they'll just be speaking on their own experience or maybe their own training. Maybe they have training in other areas, but if they don't have training in dance, it's going to be really, really hard for them to be giving sound advice to that dancer. Now, another way that I want to draw this connection and draw this importance is think about it this way. If you choose to go see a dance medicine professional, okay, you or the dancer will be able to use dance language, right? So you can say things like this to the doctor, okay? 
I'm just using an example, okay? When I lift my leg into passe position, I feel this on the front of this hip. And then when I extend into développé devant, I feel this on this side, okay? You'll be able to use language like that because most of them were dancers in the first place, okay? So they understand the language that we use. Now there is still a negative culture and a negative connotation surrounding pain and injuries, right? Pain and injuries are still viewed as a weakness in dance, okay? Um, we really need to note here that we have a culture of tolerance when it comes to injury and pain, and we push our dancers to keep dancing through in spite of injury, okay? So again, when we think about the whispering and the screaming analogy that I used earlier, right? If we're telling them to push through the whispering, what do we think is going to happen over time? Now, I've said many times that dancers have unique needs and unique movement demands, right? So let's dig into that a little bit more, okay? Dancers face unique hurdles, okay? So one of the things that they deal with that's unique to their art form is that they are very reluctant to acknowledge being injured, okay? There's a lot of fear because their fear being replaced in a performance and then possibly losing income, right? So there's a lot of deep layers here when we're talking about the culture behind pain and the culture behind injury, okay? Again, this is why it's important to see a dance medicine professional who is trained in all of these little nuances. Another thing that's unique for dancers is that they really often feel misunderstood by general medical professionals, okay? Research actually states that they believe that general medical professionals usually just kind of don't appreciate the dance world because they really don't understand it. Now, dance injuries are basically like a big pie chart, okay? They're not from one single thing that occurs, okay? We may see it as just one thing that happened, but there's actually a lot of complex layers for why the injury actually occurred, okay? When we're talking about why and how they occur, it's actually a complex interaction between the intrinsic risk factors and the extrinsic risk factors, okay? So as I'm explaining this, you can imagine this as a big pie chart or like a big spider web, okay? Intrinsic risk factors, okay? These are things like their age, their prior injury, their fitness, their range of motion, their joint laxity, their strength, balance, and reaction time, okay? Now, Opposite to those are the extrinsic risk factors, okay? Think E like the word environment because these are things around the dancer that they cannot necessarily control, such as the floor, the temperature in the room, the noise in the room, the light in the room, their costume, the set, and even the skill that they're performing, all right, so to close out this podcast episode, we're going to get into a long list of my favorite tips that I like to give teachers for preventing injuries, okay? The first thing that we can do as a dance community in general is just to be more proactive, okay? So even during their dance career, we really need to be considering what their health and fitness is going to look like 
years from now, right? Even after their career, we need to be looking ahead and sort of starting to plan out these things. There are four areas that teachers can look at when it comes to dealing with an injury, okay? They can modify the dance. They can have alternative activities for the dancer. They can have activities outside the studio. And they can also implement psychosocial strategies that help with recovery. Now remember, dancer's health is a 360 sphere, okay? We really need to be considering complete physical, psychological, and social rehabilitation when it comes to dance injuries, okay? It goes beyond just the physical healing of the injury. And again, this is where teachers play a really, really significant role in helping to support the dancer along this recovery journey. Another one of my favorite tips is having your list ready of medical professionals in your area, right? It's important that we have that list ready to go so that you can refer your dancer out. Now, if a dancer gets injured, again, the teacher plays a significant role here in helping to develop a plan, right? And the plan is helping the dancer modify the material, okay? Because this helps the dancer feel as if they're still working and progressing towards something, okay? Obviously, though, this depends on the nature and the scope of the injury in the first place, right? Another thing here is consistently cross-training our dancers, okay? And I'm not just talking dance-specific movements. Now, there's two more teaching tips to wrap up this conversation here, okay? One of them is we need to really be considering that dance rehabilitation is really also going to be a pie chart of several people, right? It's going to be the dancer, it's going to be the teacher, it's going to be the director, and it's going to be the dance medicine professional and even the parents, okay? There's a lot that goes into dance rehabilitation, okay? So when we're talking about injuries specifically, another thing that the research recommends is that all of those people that I listed in the pie chart need to really establish goals for returning to dance, okay? And these goals need to be realistic and discussed firsthand, okay? Another thing here that we need to think about is having the goals that our dancers set be smarter, okay? SMART goals used to be discussed, and now they're using the acronym SMARTER, okay? So SMARTER goals stand for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-based, evaluated, and recorded. All right, friends, it's time for a little wrap-up to today's episode. First, we got into some introductory information for why injury prevention is so important. We talked about that dance is intense, Dancers tend to overtrain and they tend to ignore the warning signals that their bodies are sending them. This leads into high injury rates. And again, most of the injuries do occur in the foot and ankle. We talked about using this as a time to learn. And I use the analogy of comparing pain and injuries to first the body whispering to us and then it turning into shouts or yells. I talked about the importance to see a dance medicine professional and what can happen if you do or do not see a dance medicine professional. We got into traditions, okay, specifically the tradition that there's still a negative culture around pain and injuries, right? Our dancers are told to push through the pain. 
Dancers do face unique hurdles, okay? Again, they often feel misunderstood by general medical professionals because they believe that they don't appreciate the art form because they don't necessarily understand the art form in the first place. Remember, dance injuries are basically like a pie chart and they are from a complex interaction between intrinsic and extrinsic risk factors. Then we got into some practical teaching tips that I hope are going to be very easy for teachers to implement. Now, if you really enjoyed today's episode, I just want to point you into the direction of a printable ebook that I have on my website right now. It's called Injury Prevention 101, and it is $7.99, okay? For $7.99, you get about 67 teaching tips that are based on scientific research because, of course, I always provide a full references list to all of my products, okay? So basically, this product is a more detailed representation of the conversation that we had today. So all of the little teaching points and bullet points that I talked about today you're basically getting a more in-depth version on this principle. So if you'd like to learn more about what exactly is included in it, you can head to my website. And if you just click the services tab, it's right under printables. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Dance Science Podcast. I'm your host, The Dance Scientist, and if you really enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to leave a review. You can also comment on the episode, and you can also send me a direct message on Instagram. Thank you for being here today, and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.